Welcome to BitCast on Podcast One, the video game podcast with the Axeman. Welcome back to the BitCast. I'm Alex, the Axeman. I am joined by Henry, the guest. Say hi. Bye. Does this make you happy, Henry? Yes. Yes, it does. Well, we're going to talk about the upcoming Smash Brothers game for Switch. We're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about the kinds of things we want to see about it. I've already talked about this at length by myself, but I've also had you know a bit of time to kind of think about things or maybe bolster my belief in what I want. And we're going to get some of Henry's opinion. We're also going to talk about some other things. We're going to kind of keep a certain rhythm for this episode. We're going to talk about certain things we want, but we're going to limit ourselves to two examples per person. But if something else comes up, we'll talk about it too. So, Henry, one of the big things with every Smash Brothers game that people latch onto is, of course, the character selection. Yeah, I can't say any fairer than that. Yeah, that's one of the big things they latch onto. Yeah. So, I'd like to talk about some of the characters you'd like to see, and some of the characters I'd like to see. And like I said, we're going to try to do it two to a person so that we're not here all night. And Because Ord knows we have lives and we have things we need to do. Yeah. We're going to talk about specifically Nintendo characters, not guest characters. That'll be a different category. So, Henry, two Nintendo characters you'd like to see and maybe how likely you think it'll be that they'll show up. First one is actually because I enjoyed this game series, especially when I was a kid, and also because files for her were found in Brawl, Dixie Kong. Dixie Kong. From the Donkey Kong series, specifically Donkey Kong Country 2. Right, that was when she made her first appearance. Indeed. Now, again, as I stated, there were apparently files, unused data files, found for Dixie Kong being in Brawl, but never implemented. I don't know why they didn't bring her back in Smash 4, though. Me neither. I noticed... Donkey Kong kind of gets skimped a bit, and that's gotten a lot of controversy for Sakurai, especially in regards to other development choices they've made. Did a Donkey Kong arcade cabinet fall on his father and kill him? Oh, that's dark, but yeah, it's kind of weird that they don't do a lot with Donkey Kong. They do a lot with other series. I mean, Mario's obvious and Zelda, but Donkey Kong kind of gets a be- kind of gets shafted, even though it was one of Nintendo's earliest series. Yeah, and Donkey Kong's done well for himself generally. Like, the Donkey Kong Country Trilogy are well regarded. Donkey Kong Country Returns and Tropical Freeze were great. Uh, even in between, when it, they were going through a more experimental phase using the bongos, it was still pretty well regarded. Yeah, Donkey Kong 64 has fans. That, that's the best you can say about that. Yeah. Though you can blame that more on Rareware than on Nintendo. But Dixie Kong has been in Tropical Freeze... And she was in Donkey Kong Country 2 and 3. Like, she wasn't in the Wii U and 3DS game, despite the fact that she was in Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze, so that makes me wonder if they'll even bother, but I feel like if any Donkey Kong character should be added, she should be the next one, or... Well, okay, I would actually prefer Funky or Cranky, but Dixie makes a lot of sense. Dixie makes sense. I, I, could, I could see a Funky or Cranky All right. making it in. Uh, what is another character you'd like to see? This one is actually already an assist trophy, so this is kind of a promotion. Dark Samus from the Metroid Prime Trilogy. Right. Because, I mean, I know she's an assist already, but Dark Samus in the Prime Trilogy actually has a vastly different moveset from Samus, including the ability to hover and can also, Final Smash Time, could become the titular Metroid Prime. Because that's what she started as originally. Metroid is another series that gets a bit of you know, defense from the fans, like why aren't there more Metroid characters and stuff. I feel like it's worth pointing out that not only is Metroid not as popular in Japan as it is in the West, but there's the fact that the Metroid series just doesn't have a wealth of characters like other game series have. There are people they could pick, I admit, and Dark Samus would be a smart choice. Uh, let's just get this out of the way now. I do not want Ridley in Smash Brothers. He's just far too big. Unless you're going to give me the one from Other M, and I could go on length about why that's a bad idea. However, the only real wealth of characters you're going to get other than Other M is Metroid Prime Hunters. Hmm. The side story to the trilogy. You know what? I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to object to that. Now that I'm a little more familiar with Metroid than I was a couple years ago... 
I actually do kind of want Ridley in the game. Really? Yeah, just because of the fact that I get to be a wild space dragon. A space pterodactyl dragon. Yeah. And I don't think they're really going to do it, because he is pretty big, unless they're willing to have him be their biggest character. Or they do a mode where you play as giant characters only. I mean, Marvel vs. Capcom 3 Ultimate did that. Did they? Yeah, they allowed, there's a mode where you can play as Galactus. Hmm. It kind of reminds me of the Ganon mode in Hyrule Warriors on Wii U. Not surprising. But I actually wouldn't mind Ridley, even though I'm not going to f- die on a hill for him. Yeah, I- I'm not going to do that either. If Ridley was in, though, and Dark Samus was not, would you be okay with that? It's not going to bother me one way or the other, okay. honestly. I, like I said, I'm not. I'm like you. I'm not going to die on a hill for Ridley, but if he makes it in and Dark Samus doesn't, actually it would be a smarter choice because Ridley's been around since the beginning. Yeah. So, new characters that belong to Nintendo that I would want... One of the ones that I go back to is Paper Mario. You've gone on record stating that Paper Mario The Thousand Year Door is your favorite game of all time. Yeah, I don't know if I've mentioned it on here, but it is. And Paper Mario, especially as the series focuses more on the paper aspect, and how Mario and Luigi Paper Jam even shows off that Paper Mario is a separate universe, I could see Paper Mario making it in and having a very quirky paper-themed moveset. He'd be very light, but I think he'd be very nimble. Yeah, I could see him being kind of like Game & Watch he, that way. He'd be a foil, no pun intended, to Game & Watch. Yeah. Or maybe a foil to Dr. Mario in that he'd be another version of Mario, but this one's even lighter. This one's lighter, but... Dr. Mario's heavier. Yeah, Dr. Mario's heavier, this one's lighter. Jumps higher, probably? Probably. And can use the paper airplane form from Thousand Year Door as his third jump. They could use the paper transformations. He could possibly color things. Color splash. Yeah. Maybe some sticker-based thing if they really wanted to do that. And remind people of that game. Yeah. But, yeah, I think Paper Mario would be an interesting choice. The only downside I could think of is that, you know, we would have three versions of Mario running around, but I don't really mind. Uh, we already have two, and Mario is the mascot, so, I mean, I, I, I'd give him a pass. I mean, for the longest time, Luigi was just another form of Mario anyway. Yeah. The other character I would want, because now that I've seen him in action in Kirby Star Allies, is Gooey. He was actually premiered in Kirby's Dream Land 3, if memory serves. Uh, mostly. He appeared in Kirby's Dream Land 2 as kind of an extra life. In 3, he was the Player 2 character. Okay. And then he finally made a reappearance in Star Allies as free DLC. Uh, you have to remember my Kirby knowledge is a little limited, so... Yeah, I'm, I'll help you out there, but... Gooey is, like, very adorable. I just I just want to play a full game as just Gooey himself. <laughs> Fair enough. But he's got a good variety of moves, and not only does he have... Well, okay, he has a lot of versatility. In Kirby's Dream Land 3, you know, he can do basically anything Kirby can. In Kirby Star Allies, he's... Kind of like how... Okay, did you play Return to Dreamland? No. Well, there goes that example, but... He doesn't have all of Kirby's abilities anymore, but he has permanent portions of other abilities. He has one of the rock techniques, he has some of the whip techniques. Okay. He has a water technique, or parasol technique. So, he loses a bit of versatility in one way to get it in the other way. Okay, I can see that. Yeah, and that lends itself to a lot of fun moves... They would lend itself to a lot of fun moves. I also, uh, Gooey does have a trophy in the Smash Brothers series. Yeah, that was that was actually where I first saw him, the Melee trophy he has. Yeah, the Melee trophy. That's where I first saw him, too, because I never played the Dreamland games growing up. My first Kirby game was Superstar. Oh, yeah. Uh, we haven't been talking about the likelihood of the characters that we want. Zilch, Slim, that's all I have to say about mine. Okay. Well, Paper Mario, probably not going to happen, but... Uh, I, I can see... I mean, yeah, it's probably not going to happen. Gooey, I don't think they'd put him in before they put in the Bandana Waddle D. Yeah, Bandana Waddle D or a Waddle Doo. Probably Bandana Waddle D first. Yeah, but, you know, maybe maybe Gooey can flex his seniority muscle. <laughs> maybe. Well, the Waddle D's been around since the beginning, technically. Yeah. Not the Bandana version, I know, but... Yeah, like, like Waddle D's... Like, the Bandana Waddle D is kind of interesting because it just kind of appeared out of nowhere, and now suddenly it's a very consistent part of the lore. Yeah. Uh, yeah, those are some of the characters we want. Now, on to the guest characters we want. 
Uh, let's just get this out of the way. The likelihood of any of these characters appearing is probably zero. Yeah, uh, I know one of mine is definitely a zero. I feel a little better about mine than I do about his, but I'm still not going to hold my breath, probably. Yeah, I'll just get into mine. The first one is one I actually, when the, they had the poll going. Oh yeah, you voted for this fella. I did. Uh, Banjo from Banjo-Kazooie. Yeah. Or Banjo-Kazooie, sorry. Well, yeah, basically, yeah, it's the bear. It's Banjo. Yeah, I like to see him with Kazooie. I know it's never going to happen, but I already had an entire moveset planned out for him based on his Kazooie and Tui iteration. Yeah, yeah, Banjo would be a perfect fit for the series, I think. Oh, yeah. Just unfortunately, Nintendo doesn't own the rights to him, and Microsoft, well, they're loath to give it up, especially since that ship has sailed, really. Yeah, I don't really miss Banjo as much as I used to. And that's mostly because of your other character choice. My other character choice is one that is more likely to get in if they ever get a hold of them for Hat Kid from A Hat in Time. Yeah, not going to happen, but it would be great if it did. That would be my banjo replacement, if you will. She would... Her different hats would serve as different moves in the game. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Uh, imagine how stoked Jonas Karlov and Gears for Breakfast would be if Hat Kid was actually... If they approached to include her in the game. Is he a big Smash Brothers fan? I, I don't know him personally, but there's also the fact that... I mean, she, she's even less associated with Nintendo than Cloud was. That's a good point. But, you know, this is just kind of, you know, pie in the sky, what we want, you it, know? We're throwing darts at the wall and seeing what sticks, basically. Yeah. But Hat Kid would be fun. Oh, Yeah. My choice, and I've talked about this before, I've talked about all my choices before, but my first choice for a guest character is Travis Touchdown from the No More Heroes games. He would actually have a chance because he is specifically on the Wii. Yeah, he's kind of like Bayonetta in a way, where he doesn't belong to Nintendo in any capacity, but his series has been hosted by Nintendo almost exclusively, not entirely. Mm Mm-hmm. And the fact that Goichi Suda is friends with Sakurai, I don't know how valid this is, but I've heard a quote of him saying, it's like, I'm, I'm going to approach him if he makes another game, and I'm going to be like, hey, put Travis in. It's It would be similar to the Kojima-Sakurai thing that got Snake into Brawl. Possibly, yeah. And, you know, Snake and Bayonetta's inclusion have proven that mature characters can be workable in Smash Brothers. Right, so Travis Touchdown is just another step in that direction. Yeah. And he would be a sword character of a different variety, using a lightsaber-based weapon more than an actual sword. Yeah, I, I could see... Man, it'd be weird if he picks up, like, the beam sword and he already has his own. Oh, he's dual-wielding. Yeah. But I can see him having, like, kind of a battery-based moveset where if you charge his katana's battery, he'll be more powerful and stuff. Yeah, I thought you were going to say more like if he runs out of batteries, be like, oh, that, then it's just Robin all over again. <laughs> Maybe. It's it's kind of like Cloud's limit break charge, but kind of mixed with the, the peril of Olimar running out of Pikmin or something. Yeah, possibly. And, you know, maybe for his final smash, he could turn into a tiger like he did in the second game and just run around rampaging. That'd be actually kind of funny. And my other choice is Amaterasu from Okami. This is interesting in the fact that Amaterasu is actually a real-world mythological figure in Japan. Oh, yeah, but I I mean the version of her from Okami. Which is the wolf form, yeah. Yeah, and she has history in being in a fighting game because she was in Marvel vs. Capcom 3 and the ultimate version of that. She was, and actually was pretty good in that, too. I didn't spend long enough with the game to really get a feel for her or anyone for that sake but I, I just borrowed it just to play as her for a little bit uh she's very fast and she also has a pretty good mix-up game all right and i do notice that she uses a lot of the different brush techniques from her home game right one of her hyper combos also utilizes the elements right so yeah she'd be a perfect fit for smash brothers yeah and you know being a quadruped she has like you know a lot of unique movement options and you know, they'd have to be really creative with working her out. The only thing I can see being a problem is... Well, no, it wouldn't even be a problem, because Marvel vs. Capcom made it work, is, like, pausing to brush things. Yeah, that wouldn't be hard to do. Even, a, especially in the game like Smash Brothers, where the controls aren't exactly, you know, complex. Yeah, so they, they probably could make it work. Or maybe that'd just be her final smash, where she'll just make a big bomb appear and blow everyone up. <laughs> oh, wow. Doing the whole end-of-day thing. Yeah, something like that. 
actually, uh, even more credence to the fact that she's a quadruped and could have an interesting moveset, Duck Hunt. Yeah, so they've made it work. They have made it work. He wasn't on either of our lists, but I feel like we should talk about the possibility. Shovel Knight. What I understand is that the creators of Shovel Knight will usually pay to get him included in the game. However, I, I don't know how much Nintendo would be asking for in that regard. Yeah, or if they'd even be willing to, but... He's popular enough. Yeah, he's very popular. He's appeared in a lot of games, like... Way back in my Shovel Knight episode, I talk about like why I feel like they've become, you know, basically the face of indie games with Shovel Knight. Because he appears in just about everything indie related. I mean, he appeared in Ukulele as an example. Yeah, I mean, and you know, Ukulele may not be the best game to have on your appearance resume, but still, Shovel Knight is like he feels like a misplaced Nintendo character. He he really does, and he plays like one too, from what I've seen. He has an. Not only does he have an amiibo, but they've gone on and made, or at least they're planning to make amiibos of Plague King and Specter Knight. So possibly Shadow Knight will be Shadow Knight, Shovel, Shovel Knight will be in the next Smash Brothers. Yeah, possibly. I mean, well, <laughs> then again, they all they have also made a Solaire amiibo from Dark Souls. Oh. I don't see him getting into Smash Brothers. Yeah, but I, I think I kind of misspoke when I said he's probably. Good, but I feel like you know they have the they have it there. He doesn't feel like as much of a long shot as he felt like a few years ago. Nah, because he's pretty ubiquitous when it comes to indie games nowadays. Okay, so for our next category, we kind of touched on this with Dark Samus, but we're gonna let it slide. Is we're going to promote one assist trophy? You know, what what if for consistency we promote two assist trophies per person? We can do that. Okay, so let's promote. Let's see, like. If we got to pick two assist trophies to promote to full-on playable characters to each, who would they be? Well, my first one would be Shadow from the Sonic series. So, Shadow? Because if we're going to get more representation for third-party characters, Shadow would be the next one on my list for Sonic. Yeah, I can see that, especially since they really make a point of announcing Shadow's presence in the game as an assist character. Also because even though they do play similarly, Shadow does have some different moves that he can utilize. You want him to use his guns? (laughs) Hey, that was a GameCube game. (laughs) Yeah. I was thinking more of his chaos control. Yeah, I I was joking about the guns. I hope you were, but he could basically use that to teleport around the map. No, he'll just find different assorted vehicles scattered around the stage. Like, it looks like this Jeep is still usable. If I press the button, I can fire a missile. Oh, oh don't bring that game up. Uh, I feel like it defeat the purpose to give the guests more characters, but at the end of the day, I wouldn't complain about playing a Shadow. Yeah, and Shadow is different enough to where it, it would feel different from Sonic. Another assist trophy that you would promote if you could. Honestly, this was just kind of a spur-of-the-moment idea. Uh, the Excite Bike. Yeah, I, I think that'd be kind of fun. It'd be essentially playing as permanent Wario and the bike. Yeah. Wario and the bike. Wario and the bike. <laughs> like, I'm just imagining, like, a, a, like a 50s ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba type <laughs> montage where he's hanging out with his bike, sitting across from him at the malt shop. Like, Wario is swooning, drinking out of the milkshake while the bike hasn't even touched it yet. <laughs> But yeah, Excite Bike because we already have a vehicle-based character, Bowser Jr. Yeah, it would be a little different, but I feel like it could be pretty unique. It would be pretty unique. It would also bring Excite Bike, which had one game, back into the fold. Yeah, I mean, granted it's a duck hunt, but that's beside the point. Nintendo hasn't forgotten about Excite Bike either. No, it's an assist already, as we stated. Yeah, and they have the Excite Bike level in Mario Kart 8's DLC. True, they do. I think an assist trophy that I would promote, I've mentioned this before, is Waluigi. I know there's a lot of Mario characters. I think he... I don't know if he'd count as a Mario character or not. Uh, he would. He'd be a Mario Mario character. Alright. But Waluigi has gotten a lot more popular over the years, especially since the fourth game. Right. He's... He definitely has a following. Yeah. I think I think the fact that Proton John of the Runaway Guys also likes to use Waluigi at any opportunity and then make a really bad accent for him also helps. Yeah, Proton John has appreciation of camp. Yeah, he really does. But Brawl in the Family comic, I think that also really made Waluigi popular. I can see that. But Waluigi, yeah, he's 
like you, you'll notice that he, he's kind of the weird guy of the he, Mario he's, bunch. He's the weird cousin that no one talks to. Yeah, he's like he and like Lanky Kong have kind of caught on as like the meme characters of being weird. They're well, both they're both actually kind of lanky too. Well, Lanky's meant to be kind of weird to begin with. Yeah, they just kind of embraced it with Waluigi, and now people love him. Also, I love this is a tangent, but I do love how they you have the Ouija board now. You have the Waluigi board. Oh, where's that? I, I have a picture of it on my laptop. But yeah, you can actually buy Waluigi boards online. What is a Waluigi board? What does that do? It's exactly what it sounds like. It replaces everything with either Wa or No. Okay, I'll show it to you later. If that's not a signal that Waluigi is prime smash material... Oh, got another one for you. That same Ouija... Well, not the same one, but a Waluigi board was actually available as a uh, raffle prize during Games Done Quick. Is this, like, an official Nintendo... Uh, well, I'm not sure if it's official Nintendo merchandise, but it was during game, Games Done Quick, which raises money for charity. So, as you can see, Waluigi is popular now... So he would, he actually be pretty good to be put in, to put into Smash or be promoted as an assist, from an assist to a full player character. Another character I would like to see promoted, who also has a connection to Wario, is the witch Ashley. She's kind of weird because she's like six, if I remember correctly. Actually, her age is actually it's all just kind of misconception. No one really knows how old she is. Oh, so she's gene- so she's generic magical girl number thirty-five. Well, I'm not sure what any of this has to do with the fact that she's very popular. She is popular. I think, is she more popular in Japan? Well, she's popular here, too. She's one of the Wario characters that always gets focus. Uh, Mona's another one, to be fair. Not as much as Ashley. Yeah, you're right about that. Mona's barely, she's in the WarioWare games, but not much outside of that. Well, neither's anyone but Wario in those games. But Ashley is very popular because, you know, they like the cute witch aesthetic. But that also lends itself to a lot of gameplay potential because she can do spells and stuff. She also has her own theme already. Yeah, she has a very memorable song. She's one of the few WarioWare characters to get their own music. Yeah, so she can definitely be put in as a playable character. Yeah. I could see that working. Uh, she'd be she'd probably cast spells. It'd be very similar probably be very similar to Robin in that regard. Mm-hmm. Without the drawback of sometimes losing the tome. Yeah, you know, when you were talking about Hat Kid, mm-hmm. I was thinking about her ability to throw the little potions in that game, and I feel like Ashley could kind of inherit that a bit. Probably, except Hat Kid would also have different hats for different abilities, rather than just the potion throwing. Yeah. Although her down B would definitely, for Hat Kid, would definitely be the ice form. It'd work like Kirby's stone ability. Possibly. So, yeah... We've talked about characters we want to see, guests we want to see, assist trophies we would promote. Now we're going to go into a bit more of a controversial thing. We're going to talk about characters that we wouldn't mind giving the boot. This is kind of an idea I got from the Brawl in the Family podcast. And like that podcast, I'm going to put in the stipulation, we can't remove Dr. Mario, Lucina, or Dark Pit, because that would be too easy. And that's fair. So, we're going to talk about more substantial characters that we would like to get rid of. No one is safe. We can pick anyone we want for our own reasons. You're up first. Alright, I'm up to bat. So, this one's going to be a little controversial since this character's been in since the beginning. Honestly, we can get rid of Jigglypuff. Really? Yes. And here's why. We already have a Puffball character. Now, Jigglypuff does play vastly differently from Kirby, but we already have a bunch of light characters. Well, I think Jigglypuff's thing is that she's really good at air battle. So is Kirby. I feel like Kirby's a bit more of a mixed fighter than that. He's mixed, but he's still really good in the air. Jigglypuff being specific to the air, which kind of serves as a foil to Little Mac now that I think about it. Well, I have one word for you. Rest. It's specifically a ground move only, and you have to hit at the very center. Well, that's just a high-risk, high-reward move. Yeah, I know. But Jigglypuff's not even that popular anymore. No. We can probably get rid of Jigglypuff and nobody would care. Well, okay, let me rephrase. Very few people would care. I mean, it feels wrong to remove one of the perfect attendance fighters. Yeah, I I know it is, but... but I'm wondering, you keep saying, because we we did a little talking about this before we recorded, you keep saying we have enough puffball characters, it's like... So there's an aesthetic limit you have, is what you're saying. I'm thinking that's... Yeah, that's probably it. We got plenty of light fighters as well. 
See, I'm, I'm a little surprised that y- you're willing to cut one of two puffball characters. Well, Kirby would never be cut anyway because Sakurai. Well, it's not just that, but I'm surprised you're willing to cut one of two puffball characters when we have a lot of realistic or anime-style human swordsmen who kind of look similar, and you haven't said a thing about them. This is true. I have a thing for swords, I guess. Yeah. Well, I mean, like I said, this is... We're, we're in the bias zone right now, so while I might kind of counter some of your points, this is still, you know, just discussing... It's an opinion piece. Yeah. Ultimately. And again, we could probably start thinning out some of the perfect attendee ones, because tradition has to evolve at some point, right? Yeah, yeah. And there was another one. This one is yet another Pokemon, but this one I have a little bit more reason than Jigglypuff. All right. Lucario. Yeah, Lucario. Surprisingly enough. Right. Lucario because, I mean, Jigglypuff and Pikachu and Charizard and... Actually, actually, there's only one legendary Pokemon that you can play as and that's actually playable, and it's Mewtwo. Yeah. But I'm not going to lie. I just don't see the appeal of Lucario. I think he was put in Brawl as a Mewtwo replacement. Well, they were trying to get Mewtwo in the game. Lucario, you don't understand his appeal, you say? I don't understand his appeal, which is funny because one half of his typing is my favorite type in the Pokemon games. Uh, well... But I, I don't understand his appeal compared to now that we have Mewtwo back. Uh, granted, Mewtwo was DLC, so, I mean, that's fair. And I completely understand that he does play differently from Mewtwo as well. Yeah, he's not the same as Mewtwo. No, and I'm not saying that. I just don't understand his popularity, that's all. He's been popular ever since Generation 4. Which I consider the weakest generation of Pokemon. Oh, but Lucario was very popular. You know, he's got uh, uncommon typing. He's got good move varieties. Oh, and I'm not not saying any of that. I just say I just don't understand his popularity. Eh, okay. Because he's just another Pokemon to me. So... A, a good Pokemon, don't get me wrong, but just still another Pokemon. So for that reason, you'd be willing to get him out of I would Bars. be willing. I'd be willing to give him the boot. There are plenty of other choices, however, for po- people getting the boot yeah. in this game. But your two are Jigglypuff and Lucario. Yeah, I'm picking on the Pokemon today. Yeah. For me, my first choice would be Sheik. I would be willing to disagree with you on that one because she does play differently enough from Zelda. But then again, I say that about Lucario and Jigglypuff, so there you go. Well, my thing is that Sheik is a relic of Zelda's ability to transform between being herself and being Sheik. And ever since they cut that out, that makes Sheik more or less just this original fighter who happens to be from the Zelda series, because she never did a lot of fighting as Sheik anyway until Smash Brothers and later Hyrule Warriors. Meanwhile... All the Zelda characters are just Link, Ganon, Zelda. We could give the ninja-type moves to Impa, who has been in the series since the beginning, and can fight like a ninja in some of the games, so it would just be kind of retooling Sheik to be Impa. Can we get the Ocarina of Time 3D version where she has the knife hand, she has the knife or gun hand for some reason? Hmm. Well, I also think that... Well, I'd be okay with keeping Sheik if they bring the transformation aspect back... They did that to streamline gameplay, I think. Yeah, that... And that's also the reason that Squirtle and Ivysaur are not in the game, but Charizard is. Yeah, it's also because they had to make the 3DS version a little, like, more streamlined, too. Yeah, I can see that. So... It was better to get rid of it overall, in my opinion, but... Eh, that's just me. So, assuming that transformations are still gone, I would get rid of Sheik. Uh, maybe, maybe I should have, like, another character if transformations are back, do you think? That's fine. Okay, well, let's just say transformations are back then. Then they come back and Sheik is now part of Zelda again. Character I would get rid of then is, uh, Ike. I would get rid of Ike. Really? Yeah. Ike's actually one of my mains. Yeah, Ike is very popular, I won't deny it, but I'm not really as into Fire Emblem despite enjoying the recent 3DS games. Like, I've, I've always been honest with myself that I'm not a huge Fire Emblem person, and I know he's incredibly popular, but, I mean, I just, you know, feel like he doesn't really need to be there. Like, he, he's great. I like Ike. Yeah. Yeah. We like Ike. But Ike is just kind of, you know, I feel like he doesn't really contribute a lot. You know, Marth and Roy, you know, have a bit of a history with Smash Brothers being the ones to kind of introduce Fire Emblem to people. Then you've got... Robin, who kind of represents Awakening, which and was a revitalization of the series. Not only Robin has a unique 
fighting style also has a unique gimmick to go with it. Kind of overlook Lucina a bit because of the clone stipulation. The, the clone claws. Yeah. Corrin is, for better or worse, Fates was very big seller. It was a big seller, even if we can hear our podcast about Fire Emblem Fates on the, from the BitCast at Podcast One. But Corrin also had like very fun move set. If I were to pick, if I were to pick a Fire Emblem character to go other than Lucina, it would probably be Corrin, honestly. Okay. Just because Awakening, in my opinion, is the better game. I mean, would you get rid of Corrin over either Lucario or Jigglypuff? That's a tough question, dude. Because DLC characters were open game for this subject. That is true. It is. Yeah, we never. Neither of us picked a DLC character. Oh wait. I, I, I did. My, you did. I'm sorry. My next choice was actually a DLC character. I'm sorry. My bad. That's fine. But I guess there'll they'll, they'll be a good segue into that. Other than Sheik or Ike, based on the state of transformations... Which I disagree with Ike, but go ahead. Well, yeah, I disagree with the Pokemon thing, so it's fair. This is the opinion zone. Mm-hmm. The other character I would get rid of is Lucas. That's an interesting one, actually. Considering he is a DLC character, Ness came back... Yeah, Ness but, is a perfect attendee. Yeah, he is, like Jigglypuff, but I say Lucas is different enough from Ness. Well, uh, it's not entirely because he's got similar moves. It's also just the fact that, you know, Mother 3 is, like, you know, now it's kind of infamous for being a Japan-only game, and I feel like there's really not a whole lot point of him being there if he's never gonna get that universal appeal. You're thinking if they never bring Mother 3 to the States, then what's the point of having him? Yeah. I... Counterpoint. Martin Roy. Well, they eventually did bring Fire Emblem over. There you go. That's but what... you'll notice that we haven't had Mother 3 since Brawl 10 years ago. This is very true, and you make an excellent point there. Also, Brawl is 10 years old as of this year. Wow. There's also the fact that Earthbound is like, okay, depending on how you want to count Zero Suit Samus, I'm not one of those people who needs, this series has to have this many characters, but it's kind of weird that Earthbound has two characters going for it, and they're not going to make any more Earthbound games. But yeah, we have Metroid that only has two as well, and technically they're the same person. Yeah. And they're going to make, and they're making Metroid Prime 4, and they just came out with Samus Returns. Yeah, the Metroid series is being revitalized. I like Lucas. But he doesn't really do a whole lot, in my opinion. And I, I even remember saying, back before the fourth game came out, I was like, you know, Lucas is probably the, one of the characters I wouldn't miss if they got rid of him. And then they did, and I was like, alright. And I was kind of happy to see him again as a DLC character, but I, I'm not going to miss him very much. Right. I'm, I can totally see where you are on that, but, I mean, just let's just keep hoping that they eventually bring Mother 3 over. Yeah. I mean, if they did that, I would reconsider. But... As things are now, nah. So, talked about characters at length. Surprisingly, there are things to Smash Brothers besides characters, though. I know, that's a shock. So, we're gonna talk about stages now, and you know how likely we think they are. We're gonna pick one new stage, one old stage, for each of us. We're gonna talk about one new stage, one old stage... And the thing is that the old stage should not have been in the most recent Smash Brothers game because if you if you're in the most recent Smash Brothers game, you're probably gonna stick around for a while. They they tend to hold on to the same stages. So let's get started, Henry. What is one brand new stage you would like to see? I actually think this one would be kind of likely to make it into the next game, believe it or not, because of the popularity of the game and the series in question. It's Wool Rule from Link Between Worlds. Was the game really that popular? It was. I know, I know it's your favorite, and I loved it too, but I feel like it wouldn't really have... It had a pretty good impact on the Zelda series as a whole, I would say. Not nearly as much as, say, Breath of the Wild. No, I agree with that, but if they were going to bring back a level... And I'm pretty no, sure not, they're, they're... Not bring back, sorry. If they're going to make a new level, I'm pretty sure they're already going to add a Breath of the Wild stage. Yeah. It's probably going to be something from... Probably something from Link Between Worlds. And I would say Wool Rule, because it we don't... Even though we have a lot of Hyrule levels, we do not have any representation of any Dark World. Or any other... Actually, any other Zelda locations, for that matter. Great Bay. So, how would the Low Rule stage work? I have a few different ideas. Uh, we talked about this before the we started recording this, and I said they could place it anywhere for all I care. But then it came to me, we could have it do what they like Isle Delfino did in Brawl. Where it kind of flies around and shows the different locales. Okay, so... The other side of that equation is it does what Mute City did, 
but in and from melee where it flies around and the edges count, but instead of the edges being you know falling off the track, it's the crevices that appear in that have appeared in wall rule because those are already bottomless pits. Okay, I'm gonna need I'm gonna need to visualize this a little bit better. So you're. Either way, you're suggesting a tour throughout Low Rule. If they don't pick one specific location, like the one specific location I would pick would be Low Rule Castle, mm. because I mean it's kind of the center point. If they don't go with the Dark World and just do the Pyramid of Power, okay. Otherwise, yeah, I'd make it a tour. All right, because it's pretty much the Dark World from Link to the Past. I, I don't see it happening. Like I'd be okay with it, but I feel like it won't happen before a Breath of the Wild stage. Yeah, and I feel like for as good as A Link Between Worlds was, at this point it's just a random past Zelda game. Yeah, you're, you're probably right, but it would still be nice. Yeah. Like I said, I don't see it happening if only because they would put in a Breath of the Wild stage first. And uh, a stage that was in a Smash Brothers game in the past, but not in the fourth game that you would like to see is... This one's going all the way back to the beginning with Smash 64, Saffron City. Saffron City. Which is funny, I was just picking on the Pokemon one, I was just picking on the Pokemon earlier, but Saffron City, I thought, was rather unique in the fact that you had different Pokemon popping out from the set, basically the center of the level, to to wreak havoc. I remember that. It was an extent, it kind of felt like an extension of the Pokeball item. Yeah, just get even more Pokemon representation in there. Granted, back when the first Smash Bros. came out, there were only 151 Pokemon because of Gen 1. Now we're up to 7. Yeah. So they could easily put in different ones. Although, again, you and I talked about this before that, and you said they'd probably keep it to only Gen 1, and I made a mention of it appearing in Gen 2 as well. Saffron, I mean. I could see them having Gen 1 Pokemon pop out, but some of them being Mega-evolved. I don't think they would bother to add anything, any non-Kanto elements to a very explicitly Kanto stage. Pokemon Origins had Mega Evolution. That was an anime. True. I mean, I wouldn't mind it. I just don't think it would happen. I think... They would probably just keep it the same. But the thing is, that one could return because they've already shown with their DLC that, yeah, they've re- they brought past stages back. They got Dreamland from 64, they got Hyrule Castle from 64, and uh, Congo Jungle, I think is the name? Yeah. I mean, some of those already reappeared in Melee, but the fact that they're willing to bring them back even more... Shows that, you know, any stage can have its second time in the sun. Or third in the case of a few of those. Mm-hmm. Like, do we really need Yoshi's Island 64 again? Now, one new stage I would want, and it's a very easy answer, is New Donk City from Super Mario Odyssey. That's kind of the mascot stage of Super Mario Odyssey. Which means it's likely probably going to be in Smash Brothers. Yeah, I think it has a high likelihood, and as I said, it's the mascot stage of Mario Odyssey. It's the one on the... It's the most prominent on the box art. It was the first one that was shown to us. It was featured in a lot of the advertising, and even in the Captain Toad ports, they would to they would kind of show us Captain Toad going in a New Donk City inspired stage to show that we've also including Mario Odyssey locations. So they definitely want New Donk City to stick out in our minds. We were talking about this before, and you said that's also the one that is retconned to be where Donkey Kong nineteen eighty one takes place. Yeah, they kind of merged them together. So I guess technically the 75-meter stage could count yeah. <laughs> as the Metro Kingdom. But, you know, let's go down the streets of New Donk City or maybe have Pauline singing in the background. Something like that. Avoiding barrels from Donkey Kong. Yeah. Or even better, you want to make it more modern? You're avoiding barrels from Cranky Kong. <laughs> yeah, Cranky Kong. But I think New Donk City would be a good one. I don't want it to be a tour stage because... I've said that I feel like they've got too many of those now. Which is why I get I offered, instead of World Rule being a tour, make it World Rule Castle instead. Yeah. But I think just commit to a spot in New Donk City. Probably something related to the skyscraper, or maybe some of the fancy girders from the festival sequence. Now, an old stage that hasn't been in recent Smash Brothers games I would like to see back. And this means that three out of four stages are metropolitan, but Foresight... Foresight would be a good location, actually. I really enjoyed it back in Melee. Yeah, I Though like... I never did understand why the UFO was a slippery texture. 
Uh, probably to be more alien or something. Probably. But yeah, it was, it was just a very relaxing stage with the calm music and the nighttime. It also had a very unique event match with it where you fought as, as giant Donkey Kong against Bowser. Yeah, you're, they really recreated like giant movie monster genre there. And I always loved the fact that there was a tiny, uh, there was a tiny Mario and Peach there as well. I didn't even notice those until I went back to it. But yeah, you never notice them because as soon as you do one slash, they're gone. Yeah, but fourth side was a very unique stage because you know they it was like it was at nighttime. It was this night city setting, and we never saw it again. They just like to use Onet. Like New Pork City isn't the same. Magicant definitely isn't the same. I like Magicant though. I do, except for the flying men. They're a little overpowered. Yeah, fair enough. But yeah, Foresight. Uh, Foresight would be nice. Um, fun fact, in Earthbound, I don't think you saw Foresight at night. No, they kind of mixed it with Moonside a little bit. Fair enough. So, much like the characters, we're going to go to stages we don't want to see. This will probably be a little less controversial than characters, but we're just gonna go right into it anyway. Henry, what are some stages? One that was... Well, actually, no. I don't think there's any rules for this. Just stages you don't want to see again. No one is safe. Pick. Uh, which is funny, because neither of us picked any um, tour stages. <laughs> yeah. Uh, first one for me is uh, one that was specific to Smash 4, uh, the Nintendog stage. Yeah, it was It was uh, only in the 3DS version. Only in the 3DS version, and other than the falling blocks, there's not much to say about it. It's just a flat surface. Granted, that's also Final Destination, but that's the point. Well... The layout of the toys on the floor that you fight amongst, it's a little differently each time you go to it. Yeah, it is. But it's also annoying because they actually hurt you as they come down, which it makes sense. I get that. But it's still annoying to fight around. Okay, so it's a stage that's forgettable at best. It's forgettable at best, yeah. Because if you didn't have that, it's just another flat stage. It doesn't even have the colorful background that the Final Destination does. All right. And another stage. This one's probably going to cause a lot of controversy because I know a lot of people like this stage. Personally, I'm sick of it. Hyrule Temple. Hyrule Temple. You know exactly the one I'm talking about. The big one from Melee that keeps coming back. Yes. The only reason I want to get rid of it, even though I love the Zelda series to death, is because it's... We have enough exposure. I mean, we get it. You like the level. There's a lot to do in the level, yeah, but when you've played it as much as I have, you get sick of it after a while. Okay. So mine's more of a personal bias than anything else. And even though the fact that you can you can control which stages you play on most of the time so that you never have to go there. And I and that's something to keep in mind as well. Well, I mean, I guess that's something we could say about any of the characters and exclusions we've made thus far. Exactly, but if I had to pick two levels, those would be the two because Temple is just as overused. Then again, you can say that about a lot of stages when you think about it. Man, like, Bowser is in too many of these Smash Brothers games. Oh no! Mario's in too many of these Smash Brothers games! So, uh, my pick for a stage I want to get rid of, a stage I actually dislike, is Pac-Land from the Wii U version. I haven't played the Wii U version, so you'll have to give me some context. Well, it's a scrolling stage, as you know. Well, you don't know that, but... I don't. I told you, didn't play the Wii U version. <laughs> no, I just, it's just one of those platitudes that you add to the ends of sentences. Oh, yeah. It's a scrolling stage. It's very ugly, too. It looks like it was drawn in MS Paint. Ooh, that's bad. At least the 3DS version has a level called Pac-Man, and it's basically just putting you in the actual Pac-Man game. Yeah, it's the Pac-Maze. And that's an infinitely better Pac-Man stage. I want that instead of Pac-Land. And I should point out that the bad MS Paint art style is faithful to the original Pac-Land. But that doesn't mean I want to look at it. It's just ugly. Even in the Omega form, it's ugly. The gimmicks are a little too hard to deal with because the scrolling is not that forgiving. You've got some bottomless pits to deal with every once in a while. You've got the fire hydrants, if that wasn't bad enough, from... Pac-Man's move, you've got to deal with them on the stage now. Uh, at least in the Pac-Maze one, you could collect the power pellets, and then once you collected the big one, you can go after the ghost. It was kind of, that's actually kind of cool. Yeah, that was way better than Pac-Land, and the fact that they kept Wily Castle the same between both versions, I'm not sure why they didn't just decide to keep Pac-Maze the same. Yeah, it's kind of weird. The other one I'd get rid of is Smashville, because... 
we have town and city now, which is kind of a bigger version of Smashville. I don't see the point of keeping two Animal Crossing stages that are basically the same. If they did different things, that's fine. Smashville was just really a holdover from Brawl as is. Yeah. It was just kind of a... Oh, yeah, we just kind of pad out the number of stages they have. That's probably what they were doing that for. When they could have done that with something more exciting than Smashville. Like, bring back another 64 stage. Yeah, they could have... Well, well that, that would have required a bit more effort, but I'm saying is that should not have been one of the stages to come back. It was just kind of... Because you've got Town and City, which is much bigger and does basically the same thing. Yeah. So, so I can actually agree with you on that one. And Pac-Land, I'm just going to have to take your word for it. Yeah. So one last thing is we're going to talk about game modes we would like to see. This is an interesting one because I'm actually suggesting one that hasn't been seen since the original 64 version. Board the platforms. I actually found that kind of fun because it utilized the different characters' forms of mobility to get around. Oh, actually, I take that back. Board the platforms was also in uh, Melee, I believe. No, no, it wasn't. It wasn't? Nope. Oh, no, you're right. It only appears there. I thought it was rather neat because it utilized the character, the different characters and their different ways of moving around the stage. Hmm. And any other modes? Um, not really a new one, but can we change the break the targets back to the way it used to be? Yeah. Rather than that stupid Angry Birds-esque form. Yeah, I don't like the home run contest, so the fact that they turn to break the targets into a second home run contest is just like, ugh. The first three games that had the targets, it was interesting because each tar- each level was designed specifically for the character you were playing as, and you had to utilize the character's different moves. Well, that was, that was, on- that was only in Melee, I should say. Okay, Brawl, yeah, Brawl. Oh, no, uh, Smash 64 also did that, sort of. Well, in Brawl, they had uniform target stages, but there were five different versions of it. Right. So I guess specifically the version I want is the melee version where it was tailored to to each character. That'd be a dream come true, but with so many characters now, and with, you know, the possibilities of buffs and nerfs and patches, I feel like the most feasible thing would be to take the brawl approach to it. Where it's just five different ones for yeah. their uniform? But maybe not have items help you out. Yeah, because you didn't have items in the in the melee version as well. I want to see Race to the Finish come back. A very simple idea, but a good one regardless. Yeah, it just seems like one of those kinds of things that I I thought that they would always keep around, but then they didn't. Uh, Interesting to note, in Melee, Race to the Finish, you actually had a different timer based on which character you were using. Really? Yeah, Ganondorf, for example, being the slowest character in the game, had the longest time. Captain Falcon, then being the fastest, had the shortest. Okay, so they kind of had it with the characters in mind. Yeah. I know that in the 64 version of Race to the Finish, you would actually encounter some of the fighting polygons, and they would try to slow you down as you get to the end. Uh, You don't really see that in the melee version, but you also have the three different paths you can choose. Yeah, I remember that. So it was a mode that got changed around as it kept reappearing. But then they took it out in Brawl, I believe. Yeah, as of Brawl, there's no Race to the Finish. Which I thought was, it's it's a simple mode, but it's a good one. And maybe you could tie, I hate to say this, but maybe you can tie achievements to it. Maybe unlock, maybe like small unlockables, like get there in a certain amount of time using this character. Well, Smash Brothers actually does have a kind of achievement system. Yeah, fair enough. It started in Brawl. Right. Yeah, it's like that. Like get to the race to the finish in a certain amount of time with a certain character. And lastly, I want to see Adventure Mode back. I don't remember the reasoning they took it out. I thought it was because... I'm not sure if it's because people didn't like Subspace Emissary or what. Well, Masahiro Sakurai has stated that he doesn't like the fact that people were looking up the cutscenes online. Mm. Which is kind of silly because... Honestly, he's just gonna have to get over himself then. Well, it's kind of a very straw thing to say because, you know, every video game ever that has cutscenes... It's gonna get him looked up. Yeah, and, you know, there's a lot of work that went into Subspace Emissary... So I can feel them not really wanting to try that again, especially because they wanted to focus on the Master Orders, the Crazy Orders, and the Smash Run, the Smash Tour. Which I think I've heard Smash Run is actually a lot better than what the Wii U version got. Yeah, I didn't like Smash Run that much, but it's better than Smash Tour. I've heard Smash Tour is not very good, but Smash Run's significantly better. Smash- and I actually like Smash Run a lot. Eh, I feel like there's a bit too much RNG to Smash Run that... You know, the ending of it, like, if you didn't get the right power-ups during the run sequence, 
too bad. It's like, oh, I had no way of knowing. I couldn't prepare. Yeah, I guess that they modified... Every enemy is annoying. I guess if they tweaked it a little bit, it'd be better. But the concept is good. Yeah, it's... You always hear people say that it's like the city trial in Kirby's Air Ride. I'll take their word for it, because I never played Air Ride. But it is also made by Sakurai, so there's that. But yeah, Sakurai's saying, I don't want to do this because they look up the cutscenes... Get over yourself, dude. That's gonna happen regardless of what you do. Even if it's not a big, grand gesture like Subspace Emissary, at least make it like the melee adventure mode. Where it was just a little fun mode you went through. Yeah, or maybe make the mode just like a self-contained version of the Great Maze or something. Now, going through it with every single character may be a little much. Maybe, but... Especially with all the characters we have. It's just... With the glut of characters we have in Smash Brothers, going through just classic and all-star like 50 times each is kind of boring. Adventure mode kind of shakes it up so it's not just fight after fight after fight. There's you know a little bit of other stuff to do. There's uh, Especially the Melee version had a lot of exploration in it. I know the Raw version did as well, come to think but of it. Melee version didn't have exploration. It had platforming and stuff. It had the temple maze. Yeah, that was the only time. Okay, you're right. But yeah, Raw had a lot of exploration to go with it as well. That'd be interesting. That'd be nice to bring back, especially with the new characters we have. Yeah, so I feel like that would kind of shake up and give the single player a bit more substance. Yeah, that's what I think of what should be in the new game and what shouldn't. And, th- and let's just be honest here. Despite what we said about it, we're we're probably both. I'm going to eventually get a Switch. We're both going to get the game. We're probably going to play against each other. I'm probably going to win. Probably, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't want to brag too much about that. But we're going to get it. We're going to enjoy it. We're going to have a good time with it. Yeah. I always look, Whenever they announce a new Smash game, I'm always looking forward. I always look forward to it. Yeah, they'd have to mess up pretty spectacularly. <laughs> they just re-release Smash 64. It's like, oh, oh, okay. Smash 64, but with an inkling. (laughs) With an inkling. Not even a good one, just one. Just a random inkling. You're in the game now. Yeah, yeah. The inklings being included actually makes a lot of sense. I'm surprised they didn't do his DLC for a Smash 4, but... I guess they wanted to save it for a new one, like I they are. Su- I suppose, yeah. But again, like I said, anytime there's a new Smash Brothers game, we both get very excited. We're looking forward to this. Uh, this and Kingdom Hearts 3 are actually on my highlights for this year. Hmm, interesting. Uh, if, I, if I'm not able to pick up Breath of the Wild as an example, uh, which I am planning on getting. Well, Henry, any closing remarks you want to leave us on? Remark. Not even trying anymore. Nope. It's like, hey, if, if you're going to mess with me, at least put some effort into it. But I'm lazy. Wow. Oh. That, that hurts worse than deliberately messing it up. <laughs> uh, well, I'm gonna. Like, I'm, as long as I don't say it right, he won't care. I, th- there's my closing remark. <laughs> I'm lazy. Yeah. All right. Well, if you like the Bitcast, you can subscribe to it as always, and you can also find it on iTunes, and you can share this with other people who like Smash Brothers. I have been the Axe Man. He has been Henry the Guest. And we will see you later. Peace. Listen to Bidcast anytime on podcast1.com and on the Podcast One app.